Hello and welcome to WeatherSnap, your weekly dose of weather and climate news. I'm Claire Nazir. And I'm Alex Deakin. And today we brush shoulders with the world of AI and weather modelling and send some appreciation, some love in the direction of the autumn colours. But first of all, the latest from the hurricane season. It remains active. It's incredible, really. And there's two sides to the hurricane season. We have the tropical North Atlantic, as well as the Caribbean, where there's a list of names. And then across the other side, we have the Northeast Pacific, which affects places such as California occasionally, but certainly Mexico. And earlier this week, Hurricane Lydia was described as an extremely dangerous hurricane and it crashed into Mexico's Pacific coastline as a Cat 4 storm with sustained winds of 140 miles an hour. I can't imagine what that was like. Um, there have been some tragic consequences to that storm. So that is Hurricane Lydia. Yeah, and on the other side of the North Atlantic lies Tropical Depression Sean. Uh, good news about this storm. It's not likely to affect any centres of population as it remains in the uh, mid-tropical North Atlantic. But what is interesting about Sean and another depression developing to the east, they've both been formed by African easterly waves. Now, that is often a generator of tropical systems. But during October, it becomes quite unusual to see these easterly waves still producing storms. It normally happens earlier in the season. So that is quite unusual. It is unusual. What's more common is seeing hurricanes later in the season. And as you said last week, Alex, the peak is around the 11th of September. So we're a month beyond that peak now. Um, we see them closer to the Caribbean where sea surface temperatures remain high and also uh, to the west um, of Mexico, that Pacific zone there where, again, we see some higher sea temperatures. The latest trends are suggesting enhanced activity in the mid-Atlantic, but also hints at activity in the Western Caribbean as well, close to the Mexico coast, the Eastern Pacific, and what we've seen so far with Max and Lydia. So that kind of bears that out. So Sean, which is the other side, which is the North Tropical Atlantic, um, we're up to S on that list. And then we've got we've got Tammy, Vince and Whitney. And then we have to go back to the A's if we do see the season being that active. And I asked Julian Hemming, he said that you go to A, which is Adria or Adria. Yes, there's, so, a, there's a bonus list, isn't it? Yes. It introduces bonus lists. So until three years ago, they used to go, once they've gone past W, they used to go to the Greek alphabet and they used to yeah. use alpha, beta. But three years ago, I think it was 2021, so two years ago, uh, they introduced this extra list of names if we get beyond W. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So in terms of strength, how common is it to see, you know, those major hurricanes later on in the season? Um, and it does happen. So in recent times, we saw, well, 2016, we saw Hurricane Matthew, which in fact tracked from Venezuela. And it did weaken, obviously, but it moved all the way up the eastern seaboard and caused a lot of damage. But for a time, it was a Cat 5. And then 2018, there was Hurricane Michael. That was a Cat 5 for only 30 minutes, but with devastating consequences across the Gulf states. And we remember Wilma. I remember Wilma. It was the same season as, as mm. Katrina, of course, 2005. Yeah. That was October the 19th, hitting the Greater Antilles, Central America and Florida, caused £29.4 billion worth of damage. And most incredibly, it was a cap five for 18 hours. 
And then more recently, 2020, we've had two top-end Category 4 hurricanes, Eta and Iota, which formed in November and both hit Nicaragua. And that's obviously what we've, I've just talked about, gone beyond those letters. So we've, we're into the Greek uh, alphabet that year. Yeah, November. Can you believe it? Going off there on holiday, people think they're out the woods. It's the end of the hurricane season almost. And bang, you know, you've got two, one after another. And across the Eastern Pacific, as more numbers for you, but it is interesting. There's been 13 named storms, which is about average, eight hurricanes, again around average for the whole season. But what is incredible, they've had six major hurricanes. So that's two uh, more than the long term average. Remember Hurricane Hover? J-O-V-A. That was a Cat 5 early in September, but only tracked over water. But it was interesting. I think we picked up on that on Weathersnap because it was just a beautiful, beautiful looking storm and it didn't affect anyone. So we could talk about it in terms of its aesthetics and cosmetics. And the season's been um, in news for other reasons as well about the understanding and predicting uh, thanks to AI tools. So this is obviously a new development. Uh, AI tools being used to understand and predict the track and intensity of hurricanes. This was tested out in Hurricane Lee last month. And the AI forecast was comparable to the more conventional model. So artificial intelligence is the world's fastest growing deep technology, obviously has the potential to rewrite the rules of entire industries, fundamentally changing the way we work and live. And next month is the AI Safety Summit in London, which we'll talk about more in the coming weeks. Yes, yeah, so the Met Office have been involved in many projects evaluating the performance of AI in forecasting hurricanes, but more so in-house at the Met Office, they've got this incredible informatics lab. So when I arrived at the Met Office and started working there again in, in the new offices, there was this one area which is full of really cool people and big whiteboards, loads of bean bags, you know, just chilling out and talking and sort of under, and you never really knew what they're talking about. And I probably wouldn't understand it anyway. But that's the informatics lab. And it's full of these incredibly highly intelligent individuals who are working on AI tools. And because of that, we did a podcast about AI and weather, which went out just slightly earlier this year. It was really interesting. And it, I mean, some of the, the stuff they're doing is incredible. And the, the talent pool comes from every part of science. So it's not just meteorology. It comes from social science and economics and coding. So they bring all these different talents together to create this almost multidisciplinary department, which is churning out this state of the art technology, which we will use, we will use in the future. There are two main types of artificial intelligence. First one is narrow or weak artificial intelligence, and that typically solves one problem. So for example, a weather app, that would be narrow AI because you can't play chess with the weather app, but you can ask it what the weather's going to be like. General AI is the second type. So this is typically thought of as strong or deep AI, and it's the ability of a intelligent agent to understand or learn any intellectual task that a human being can. Random Forest is a machine learning tool. If you imagine a tree, obviously lots of trees make a forest. So in this case, a tree is a decision tree. So it's basically lots of yeses and nos. So if a question answers a yes, then you pass on one side of the tree. And if you answer no, you pass on the other side until you get to an answer. And a random forest is like an ensemble of lots of these trees. 
on the sinister end, you could say it's a bit like Terminator. On the safer <laughs> end, it's something like R2-D2 or C-3PO. So um, something that really is very like a human that can turn its hand to whatever the task is. Professor Kirsten Dale and Nathan Creaser there of the Met Office Informatics Lab. If you want to hear the full episode discussing AI and weather, then search for Mostly Climate Data Science on YouTube or SoundCloud and or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, WeatherSnap will have more on the ways the Met Office is using AI in the coming episodes. Maybe we'll get replaced, Claire. Mm, never. <laughs> broke the mould with you, Alex, certainly. Um now, this weekend looks fine with some sunshine for some. It's going to be one of those weekends, Alex, where I'm just going to go, oh, thank goodness, my favourite time of year. Those crisp mornings and still some warmth in the air. You can feel it on your face before we dive into winter. And talking about warmth in the atmosphere, Graham Madge has just popped into the studio to say hello to us. Graham Madge, hello. our climate Hi. correspondent senior press officer and natural science aficionado. <laughs> Welcome, Graham. You really have brightened the whole procedure up. Um, so let's start with why do we get colours at autumn? Why do the leaves turn at this time of year? Leaves on trees are like little factories. They're converting sunlight into energy. And the chemical that plants use in their leaves is called chlorophyll. But when we get to this time of year, obviously the sun is lower in the sky, there's less energy about. And what leaves are doing is they're basically breaking down the chlorophyll, which being green has masked the yellow colors which are present in leaves. So that's why we get some of the colors turning to, to yellow and we're beginning to see that now. But then we do need other conditions in order to get the most popular colors like the, the deep reds that people love of autumn. That's the key thing, isn't it? It's that display of colour, which is just so rich, which makes autumn such a special season. And we don't really want to be flying across the Atlantic to North America to see their displays, which are absolutely awesome. We have uh, maples here in the UK, our own field maple. All right, it might not rival some of the colours that you get in the Appalachians and parts of Canada, but very familiar tree of woodlands and hedgerows um, and now those trees are beginning to turn yellow and it is noted for its colorful displays and in fact you know if you take a train journey or something you can actually see the countryside changing from green to yellows and reds almost in front of your eyes every autumn's different right every every tree is different every autumn's different some autumns you get the oranges and the reds some some autumns are just a bit brown and a bit near so is is it related to the summer what can affect our autumn colours? The best weather for producing the best colours is when it's dry, sunny and cool. And when we get cloudy, damp or warm conditions, we'll see the colour changing, but we won't get that same degree of colour change. So tell me this then, Graham, what's the most rare colour? I guess the colour that everybody wants to see are the really sort of deep reds and that's you know, part of the classic autumn colours, isn't it? And they're produced actually by changes in the leaves and those chemicals are actually made. So it's rarer to get those deep reds, but it's it's possible that we could see them this year. And what about the longer term? Is, is climate change affecting our autumn leaf colours? 
Well, it's interesting. There's a study by University of Nottingham that found that temperatures of around 16 degrees Celsius is associated with the onset of autumn. And the study looked at how by 2100, reaching that temperature will be delayed by about one calendar month. So that means that the spectacle that we're expecting to see now will be delayed. So there'll be perhaps a sharper, more constricted season in autumn. But also, of course, climate change is putting trees under stress. And of course, we'll remember the scenes from last summer where actually we had 40 degrees C heat in the UK and trees were losing their leaves in part as a response to defence against drought. So clearly climate change will have a, a big impact on trees. Interesting, actually, coming back to this October, which has been exceptionally warm, particularly across more southern parts. I wonder what the displays are like now and how they're evolved. Now we're looking at another cold snap because temperatures have been in excess of 20 degrees for quite some time, certainly not near that 16 degree mark. Well, this is true. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. And I guess different parts of the country will experience um, the conditions at different times. So I don't know what the situation is like in Scotland, but we would expect the trees in Scotland to be going first and then moving down the country as as temperatures approach those critical thresholds needed for that colour change. Graham, thank you so much always for your expert insights and such a calming, reassuring voice. I feel like all is well with the world just for this moment when we we hear you talk about the changing colour of leaves. Right, let's get into the UK forecast, Alex. Am I going to get my crisp, cool, chilly, beautiful, sunny mornings, which I love in autumn? I think so. Yeah, but I think we can go beyond cool and beyond chilly and talk about cold because this is going to be a shock to the system this weekend, Mm -hmm. certainly compared to last weekend. And the weather we're going to get this weekend isn't anything too unusual for October, but it is going to be a shock to the system just because we have had a lot of warm weather. You know, last weekend... 25, 26 degrees Celsius. This weekend, we're going to be struggling to get into the teens. Many places are going to be 10, even 12, perhaps 13 degrees cooler by day. And nights, well, that'll be noticeable as well. We've already had some pockets of frost. Obviously, we're into October, but the, the frost is going to become much more widespread and much more noticeable uh, across you know, northern England, northern Ireland, parts of Scotland. But even further south, we're not going to be far off freezing. So a big change in the forecast. Yes, there'll be plenty of sunshine, but there will also be some showers. So some coming in on the northwesterly. And yes, those showers will have some snow in them over Ooh. the Scottish mountains. Yes, the S word. Nothing again, nothing unusual about that in October. You can get it in in. August and September pretty regularly, but we because we haven't had much of it, it will be kind of noteworthy that we're going to get this cold spell. Uh, a few flakes of snow down to reasonably modest hills, I'd have thought, but a decent covering on some of the on some of the higher peaks across Scotland. So that's something to look out for. And if you are going walking in the hills this weekend, make sure you check out the Met Office mountains forecast before you go. But yes, mm-hmm. getting colder this weekend, still with quite a bit of sunshine across the south and the east. And then big chunky area of high pressure moving in uh, for the early part of next week. So a lot of dry weather, but this time of year, could it be foggy in the morning? Mm-hmm. Certainly going to stay pretty chilly. And if it stays cloudy, it'll just be quite grey and quite cold. So yeah, it's more... More your classic autumn weather for the next uh, week or so, which I know you love, and I'm a big fan of too. Yeah. It's uh, funny, actually, I was watching BBC Breakfast earlier this week and Carol Kirkwood, our very own Carol Kirkwood, who is just a legend, uh, she was talking about wintriness 
in the northeast and then one of the hosts of BBC Breakfast said that's a unusual word can you spell it Carol <laughs> and Carol went s-n-o-w what a brilliant response I mean she is just you know there's only one Carol Kirkwood she is a legend She's she a is legend. a legend yeah. oh what a star so that goes out uh, to you our special forecast and mention on the weather snap podcast and I hope you've enjoyed this show please do subscribe comment and like and Alex will be back next week with me and he'll be feeling a bit better Alex you haven't been feeling so good have you no I have a little bit of a cold this week yeah I've not been not been great but you know you know brave soldier and all that yeah yeah so wrap up warm if you're out and about this weekend enjoy the sunshine and we'll see you next Friday enjoy the colors as well bye-bye <laughs>